Hello and welcome to Daily Interlake News Now. I'm your host, Taylor Inman. We're taking a look at some of this week's biggest headlines and what's coming up for the Flathead Valley. This week, I chat with Kate Lufkin with Montana Pediatrics, an organization that brings the state's pediatricians together to cover gaps in rural health care for families. She tells us about how their after-hours telemedicine program has helped hundreds of families this year and how people can get connected to their services. Flathead County is looking at a 114-acre piece of property south of Kalispell as a possible location for a future detention facility. The county has entered into a buy-sell agreement on the property at 225 Snowline Lane with a purchase price of $3.9 million. Commissioners alluded to the fact that the land is being considered for a long-discussed new jail when they approved the agreement on October 10th. The closing date for the agreement is February 2024. County Administrator Pete Melnick said the purchase would use funding set aside for a future jail. The property is owned by Bob King, who in August brought it forward as a potential location for the county's planned regional septage facility. Commissioners last month approved the purchase of 36.9 acres on Wiley Dyke Road for that facility. The property between Snowline Lane and DeMarsville Road includes a home, a garage, and several outbuildings. Ashley Creek runs through the property that is zoned SAG-5, or Suburban Agriculture. Residential homes, along with agriculture and industrial uses, are on nearby properties. The agreement notes that the property would need to be annexed into the city and approved for connecting to city utilities. The county has long dealt with a growing jail population. The county's adult detention center was constructed in 1985 and has undergone multiple remodels. Commissioners have long held meetings to discuss options for the county detention center. The county's consultant in creating a needs assessment and master plan for, for the facility lists the preliminary estimates for the project between $115 and $134 million. A woman accused of trying to stab another person in downtown Kalispell last weekend faces an assault with a weapon charge in Flathead County District Court. 26-year-old Harmony Taylor Houck is expected to appear before Judge Robert Allison on November 16th for her arraignment on the felony count. Authorities are holding her in the county jail with a bail set at $38,000. A witness told Kalispell police officers that they saw Hauk try and stab another woman with a black pocket knife on October 15th. Missing the intended victim, Hauk allegedly followed her down the Parkline Trail, yelling threats. The target of the alleged knifing told investigators that the two were arguing near a fast food pizza joint in downtown Kalispell when she told Hauk to leave. Hauk allegedly lunged at her, and she only realized Hauk was armed with a knife when a bystander shouted about it, according to court documents. Officers caught up with Hauk near the landmark known as Graffiti Rock that looms over Woodland Park. She allegedly tossed the knife to the ground at the command of officers prior to her arrest. Assault with a weapon is punishable by up to 20 years in the Montana State Prison and a fine of $50,000. Chief of Operations for the Montana Department of Fish, Wildlife, and Parks was put on administrative leave last week after he was cited for hunting without permission in Lewis and Clark County, according to a department spokesperson. FYP Information Bureau Chief Peggy O'Neill confirmed Mike Valeski was placed on administrative leave but could not say why because it involved a personnel matter. She volunteered that he was cited for a game violation, hunting, hunting without permission, but declined to provide further detail on the citation. O'Neill did not have information as to how long Valeski would be on administrative leave. Region 3 Supervisor Marina Yoshioka will fill in for Valeski in the interim. Only 20 of Montana's 56 counties have a practicing pediatrician, with the majority of providers living in the western half of the state. Montana Pediatrics was formed in 2020 to counter this gap in health care. To learn more about the organization, I chatted with Chief Communications Officer Kate Lufkin about how families can utilize their services if availability, weather, time of day, or other circumstances prevent them from seeing a pediatrician. Montana Pediatrics is a nonprofit pediatric telemedicine organization. We're unique in that we're the only organization, I believe, still um, nationwide that just uses our state's own providers for our state's own families. 
we pay the doctors. I also believe that we're the only organization um, in the nation, too, that pays providers to actually be on call, whether they have a visit or not. And so we found in the development of this program, you know, asking somebody to be constantly ready at a moment's notice to provide high quality medical care. One of the things that I think is quite astonishing about the state of Montana is there are um, 36, I believe was the most recent number, uh, 36 counties across the state of Montana that don't have a single pediatrician. And kiddos aren't just little tiny versions of adults. You know, they're uh, their development is different, where they're, where they're at, obviously, and their growth stages are incredibly different. Um, and that's why there's pediatricians. That's why it's a specific branch of medicine. Um, and so being able to treat kiddos by people who specialize in kiddos just provides an incredibly higher quality of care. One really interesting piece about our after-hours urgent care program, though, that a lot of people, um, I think, have some misconceptions around what telemedicine can be used for because people are traditionally used to healthcare, right? Where you walk into a room um, and a nurse or an MA is taking your blood pressure and puts a pulse oximeter on you and then takes your temperature. Um, and those are all very consistent things that have been generational in the delivery of healthcare. And so with telemedicine, obviously that doesn't come with a nurse or an MA, mm -hmm. you know, in your house. And so there's some confusion, I think, sometimes around what a telemedicine visit can be used for, especially in that urgent care style space, because we're only open in this after hours instance when primary care is closed. So we like to be there when people don't have access to their own provider. Um, a lot of people hit the emergency room for things like strep throat or high fevers or upper respiratory infections, um, we see a lot of what look like kind of intimidating little rashes to especially new parents. Um, all of that stuff we can handle. What other kind of initiatives are you guys involved with? We have right now five different programs that we're working on, and we are a, a very small team of about 10 employees, and so um, it is a, a lot of work. Like you said, we're growing crazy fast. Um, and so in addition to that after hours urgent care program in June of 2022, in partnership with the University of Montana, we received a federal HRSA grant to do rural complex care coordination. Um, so that work is started. Um, we've convened what we call our community advisory board of parents across the state who have kiddos with complex medical needs that have been telling us what it's like to be diagnosed and then treated in the state of Montana and for many of them outside of the state of Montana because we don't have those resources here. And so for a lot of those families, it's coordinating care between two, three, four different hospital systems. Um, and that's a lot of communication and a lot of burden on a parent who more than likely did not go to medical school. Um, and so the program that we're working on is how to do that care coordination um, work focusing, you know, in, in rural America. And like to think if we can do it in kids and we can do it in Montana, then we can probably do it, um, you know, anywhere else. So we're working on that program. We have a great initiative right now um, supporting kiddos with type 1 diabetes, um, working with schools and teeing in school nurses on how to provide even higher quality care for those kiddos. Um, type 1 diabetes is a, we call it like a team sport. Um, everybody is involved in the care for those, 
those kids and parents are often really nervous to send their kids to school, especially for a new diagnosis. So we're working with school nurses on that. Um, we are in the early phases of piloting an integrated behavioral health program, which we're really excited about. And then since 2020, we've also been providing care to a number of urban and rural uh, indigenous communities too. And so um, again, all pediatric specific, that's all we do. And so Sometimes that looks like school-based health. Um, sometimes that looks just like provider-to-provider -provider consults, again, with you know, a rural provider who might just be looking for a pediatric you know, perspective. Create an account with Montana Pediatrics by visiting their website, montanapediatrics.org. Let's see what events are coming up. Remember, you can find art classes, live music, and anything community-related by going to dailyinterlake.com events and checking out our events calendar. It is totally free to sign up and start posting your events for all of Northwest Montana to see. Go to Montana Action Paintball and fight zombie hordes every Saturday in October. A deadly zombie virus outbreak occurred not far from Kalispell, and you'll be equipped with everything you need to eliminate the threat. Recommended for ages 10 and over, admission is $25, and attendees are encouraged to dress warm since the course is outdoors. The Northwest Montana Lookout Association will be celebrating Firefighter Lookout's 70th birthday at Backslope Brewing on October 24th. The event runs during normal business hours, and proceeds will support the restoration of fire lookouts in Northwest Montana. Association members will be present to answer questions about the lookouts, 40 of which are still standing in the region. And Three Dog Night will be performing at the Wachholz College Center on October 26th with special guest Cole Laravine. Now in its fifth decade, Three Dog Night claims some of the most astonishing statistics in popular music. In the years 1969 through 1974, no other group achieved more top 10 hits, moved more records, or sold more concert tickets than Three Dog Night. The show begins at 7 p.m. Visit the Walkholch College Center website to purchase tickets. Thanks for joining us. News Now is a podcast from the Daily Interlake. We're proud to be the largest independent newsroom in Montana and the oldest paper in the Valley. Consider becoming a subscriber to support our work. Call Circulation at 406-755-7018 or go to the Subscribe tab in the top right corner of our website. And if you haven't already, subscribe to our YouTube channel to never miss an episode of The Pod. Everybody stay safe and have a great week.